Hello mech fans and welcome to the Valhalla Club. Grab a fusionaire and join us as we talk Battletech and the latest happenings around the Colorado Battletech community. Good evening everybody and welcome to the Valhalla Club. I will be your bartender tonight, Dave Cerberus. With me we have Ben, Matt, and Mike. Uh, we hope that John will be joining us a little later on. Uh, we had to start our, our recording a little out of sync because currently I am on the other side of the world in Oman. You're so cool, Dave. You're so cool. You're so cool. Enjoy that yeah, I know. Fine, right? fine life. So on tonight's episode, we'll be discussing the Gen Con event that just happened and Ben was able to go to. And we'll also be talking about our upcoming events here in Colorado of Tacticon and Battle for the Sphere. So to start us off this evening, we're going to go through the pile of shame and games played. So, Mike, why don't you lead us off? Uh, pile of shame maintains, as always. Uh, no painting progress. Uh, actually, it got worse because while Dave's gone, I have his resin printer and I'm printing things. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, learning, I'm learning 3D printing. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm making more gray. And I'm not <laughs> painting gray. So that's cool. Isn't that uh, a wonderful yeah. and terrible thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's both, yeah, it's both of those. It's yeah. wonderful and terrible. It's wonderful and terrible. Uh, I just, I just got it's mine freaking reset cool. Up. Yeah, I just got mine reset up yesterday. And yeah, I'm already terrified at what I'm about to do. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So I guess initial report of Pile of Shame maintains was incorrect. Uh, pile of Shame grows. Uh, but that's it for me. <laughs> All right, Matt, what are you up to? Uh, yeah, so finally got all the paints uh, out of the boxes and stuff. All the minis are back in my face, so Pile of Shame is present and accounted for. Um, has not decreased at all. It has increased by a couple of minis. Uh, got to, what did I get in? Finally got in the Kellhounds box, so that was nice. Um, I... Got in one game, a quick Alpha Strike game with my sons here, and we may have recruited one young man to play some Battletech with us here in small little Gunnison. So hopefully, you know, little by little, we'll work on the western slope here. It'll be good. So we'll see what happens. Not much right now, but uh, more, more to come. And so the indoctrination of Gunnison begins. Let it begin. <laughs> That's awesome, Matt. Good for you, uh, man. It, it'll spread like a disease. <laughs> More herpes. All right, Ben. I think you probably have the most pile of shame growth. Uh, actually, no. I I did not buy a single mini while I was on my little trip here. I actually traded away some minis for random things too. So it's basically staying the same. I did get the Nighthawk battle armor based and painted up before LV or before Gen Con just to do it. And then I settled on a paint scheme and I've got a base coat down on about well, 10 units right now. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, John and I managed to get a couple of practice rounds with my Gen Con list in last two weeks or two weeks ago. And um, yeah, that's, that's about it for me. And of course, Gen Con. Yeah, and for myself, uh, 
a lot of what I haven't done, gotten a lot of painting done, but I have been printing like a madman, getting ready for a battle for the sphere. So far, I've got an entire box full of tanks and uh, about, I'd say about 56 tanks and probably 20 mechs printed at this point. And as Mike said, he's uh, taking up the torch to keep, uh, keep printing things for our preparation for Battle for the Sphere. Uh, but most of my hobby progress has been uh, reading. So I finished reading Marauder, and I am currently in another book. Let's see which one it is. A book, but we don't know what it is. Well, that's because I Flashpoint. So I'm reading Flashpoint right now. Oh, that's not bad. No. Nice. I'm, I'm trying to get through the Civil War books while I'm over here in the desert. So I'm going to try and knock out all of those so that I can get a better understanding of what actually happened in the Civil War versus what I think happened in the Civil War. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> but no, as far as the only painting I've actually gotten done was on some D&D minis that I, that I printed. And those have been pretty fun. I'm getting using them to get better with uh, speed paints. And I will say that uh, I like the Army Painter speed paints a lot better than the Citadel. Uh, uh, what are they? Contrast paints. Contrast paints. So I think the Army Painter Citadel, the Army Painter paints go on better and have better color than the uh, than the Citadel contrasts. So I don't know if I can call it a pro tip, but go with Army Painter. Plus, droppers are easier to use than pots. Heck yes. Fact. Yes, they are. So that covers us for the pile of shame. And moving on to the main metal, uh, we have the Battle for the Sphere coming up in September. But prior to that, we have Tacticon coming up next month uh, around August 23rd. So, Matt, take it away on what's happening at Tacticon so that people know before they uh, go to sign up or if they haven't found out, they can sign up and go enjoy some of the events that are out there. And he says next month, but he means this month because it's August already. It's it's a thing. Uh, Yes. So August uh, 24th to 27th, that's a Thursday through a Sunday. We've got Tacticon here in Aurora, kind of uh, east of Denver. So if you're in the area, or for all those that of our Colorado listeners, you guys should come because there's going to be plenty of Battletech action going on. Uh, if Especially if you're newer to the game, during, well, I'll just kind of do, run down what's going on. On Thursday, uh, I know Greg W's got some space reserved just for pickup games. So if you're already buying a ticket, you're in the area for Thursday night, come out and just play some pickup games. Friday, we've got a whole a whole grundle of uh, Alpha Strike Megatech. So Megatech is a couple of the guys have printed out massive mechs. I don't even know at what scale, but they're probably like 10 to 15 times larger than the minis we have. And Oh, I think they're like, way bigger than that. I think they're I, I, about 300%. I think I the have no Atlas idea, that they right? have is about just under a foot tall. Yeah, they're huge. They have like, to, to move them, they have like this little holder and everything. And uh, so they're basically doing kind of beginner, but also if you just want to go play with them, uh, they're doing Alpha Strike Megatech on Friday. 
And then that'll be from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And it's basically hour slots. Um, and then on Friday, uh, late afternoon, early evening, I'll be doing something. It's not quite uh, put together yet, but it'll be up on the website in the next couple of days. It'll be probably some mix of classic and alpha strike or something like that we'll see we're just going to play with it and have fun uh so that'll be friday evening and then saturday i'll be running a what's called BattleTech through the ages with the alpha strike system so basically we'll be starting in the oh i believe it's a clan invasion and we'll be going through four different eras in each era you'll kind of modify your force and you'll be fighting different scenarios against people. It's kind of a semi-tournament thing. It's not a strict tournament, but there will be prizes for wins and prizes for exceptionally awesome moments. Headshots, DFAs, all the fun things we, we truly enjoy and yell at each other about. So uh, there'll be some, some swag, some fun stuff there. Uh, also on Saturday will be Megatech, but with classic Battletech, uh, and that'll be from nine to four, I believe again, one hour slots on Sunday. Jeremy's going to be running a campaign, uh, called Outworld Waste. That's a classic Battletech campaign. And Brayden is going to be, uh, organizing some classic Battletech death match in the afternoon from 12 to eight. So there's a whole bunch of stuff there. There may even be even more kind of pickup games as well um it's a great time it does cost a little bit to get in but basically all the events are free it's just you have to pay to get the pass to get into the uh, the the event itself otherwise should be a good time it's at the oh now i should have had it up but it's at one of the hotels in aurora um it's where we had and i can't remember the name of the last oh what was the name of the last one we had there remind me dave Gen Con, no, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Okay, so it's the same place we had Genghis Khan um, and run by really, you know, a great crew of people, but they're really, really trying to highlight Battletech at this one. So we'd love to have as many people out as possible. And uh, I promise if you come to my event, I'll make it worth your while. So come and have fun. The Hyatt Regency. Thank you. Uh, and you can just if you if you Google Tacticon twenty twenty three, that'll get you there the quickest, I think. Uh, yeah, I just site. Googled Tacticon Colorado, and it was boom straight there. Yeah, that's what um, you need to do. So Tacticon Colorado, because there is another Tacticon that happens somewhere else that's happening yeah. in some time. Okay. So Tacticon uh, Colorado. I've also posted the links up on the uh, Facebook page as well as the Discord. So. If you need to look in there, there's we've got resources and connections there. If you have any questions, shoot them to me. Let me know or or whoever's organizing the events. Should be a lot of fun though. Right after we finish Tacticon, we'll be rolling straight into Battle for the Sphere, which will be having happening at Hobby Town in Westminster, in Denver. Well, Westminster uh, on September 23rd. And for those of you that have been around for a couple of years in the community, uh, we hold this every year. It is a beginner-focused event. We touched on it a little bit last month, but uh, uh, Battle for the Sphere is designed to be a introduction and an introduction and an intermediate event for players to come out, get exposed to the game. If you have friends that have not played, but they might be interested in it, bring them out. And we will have 
a lot of different stables set up. We will run the event in two sessions. So the first session will be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And the second session will be from 2.30 to 5.30. Now, we're going to have a lot of tables set up. There is no real... We'll have a sign-up, but there will be open play tables. So feel free to just come on by whenever you have the time. Or if you want to be there the whole day or for just one session, that's great too. Uh, we do plan on having five tables for 1v1 Classic. Uh, five tables for alpha strike three tables for open play uh, a couple of tables for the wolfnet 350 and alex has graciously agreed to bring his grinder table up to westminster so that we can set that up for those of you that haven't played a grinder before it is a hilariously fun uh you bring three mechs when your mech dies you bring in your next mech and it is a almost like a small escalation escalation map and you're just pounding the living crap out of each other and it's a really good time uh for the details on the classic tables they will be 6000 bv uh 2.0 uh 225 ton limits uh we will be using the everything except experimentals we will have pre-printed forces uh, so don't feel like if you're a new player that you have to have minis to show up. We will, we will have more than enough, uh, set up for the tables to use. But if you do want to bring your own force, uh, just follow the, the rules that we have set out in the event document and we will get you on a table and get you playing. Uh, for Alpha Strike, it'll be 200 PV, uh, 100 ton maximum for individual units. Uh, unit skill between two and four, and only one variant per chassis. And in keeping with the new player focus, neither uh, Classic nor Alpha Strike will be able to use uh, alternate ammos. So again, we're keeping it pretty simple so that we can generate really positive play experiences for all the players that come. I feel like uh, this 100 ton maximum is for a certain subset of players, perhaps on this call. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I'm the one that wrote the rules, so I'm not bringing a. I'm not bringing the Aries. Oh. But this will be a. So this will be a civil war event. So all the mechs that you choose for your forces from the uh, master unit list will have to come from this, from your favorite faction in the civil war. Uh, most of you that have played know how to do that, but if anybody has any questions, please feel free to ask us in the in the Battle for the Sphere chat channel on the Colorado Battletech server, uh, and we are looking forward to having everybody out there. Now, one of the fun things that we're doing this year is that in addition to the Battle for the Sphere games that we're going to be playing, uh, we are running a Solaris 7 style a single elimination bracket tournament, uh, the Golden Derby. Now you heard about this a little bit last month, and uh, the Golden Derby is going to be for. I mean, if you're a beginner, you can certainly play in it. Uh, if you are intermediate or an advanced player, uh, that's what it's designed for. But I, I have no doubt that someone 
who wants to come in and play in the Golden Herb will have a great time. Now, this, this event does have an entry fee. This entry fee is one mech miniature. So whether it's uh, 3D printed on a base, uh, an official CGL model, or an Ironman Metals model, uh, that's, what it, that's what it'll cost to get in. So we're doing this so that we can have a separate prize pool for the, for the folks that are playing uh, in the Golden Irby. And the, the details of the Golden Irby are that each player will bring one mech or omni-mech from the Solaris 7 Civil War era faction list. Uh, you can bring two mechs, but only if you bring the two urban mechs that are on the, on the Solaris 7 Civil War MUL. So if somebody really wants to have some shenanigans, bring your two Irbies. The BV limit is going to be 2300 BV 2.0 for the single unit, or 2300 for the two... Uh, for the two urban mechs, which anyone who's played urban mechs knows that's totally possible. Uh, your pilot and gunnery skills will not be separated by more than one to a maximum of four and a minimum of one. So you could have a three, four, a three gunnery, four pilot, or a two gunnery, three pilot, or a one gunnery, one pilot. But you can't have a zero, a zero skill, or a five skill in any of the either of the two categories. Uh, the limitations are no custom units or named variants, and no quad mechs, which I believe are, were too early in the timeline to get quad mechs or quad Vs. Let me go back. I need to fix that in the rules. Uh, the only limitations will be no quad Vs or lambs. So no land air mechs or quad Vs. We're a little early in the timeline for uh, quad Vs, but there might still be a few lambs hanging around in the Solaris 7 lists. Uh, we did have to ban, not really ban, but just say that these mechs are not allowed off the Solaris 7 lists for a couple of reasons. Mainly it's the equipment that they carry, the, uh, the Flashfire, FLS P5, the Werewolf, WER LF005, uh, both the Aqua Gladius 3 and 4, and two of the Hachiwara variants, the HCA4T and 4U. Uh, the reason for that is because they have some pretty ridiculous weapon systems on them that uh, it was felt that they would generate negative play experiences, so we wanted to eliminate those so that we can have a really great experience for everybody. Uh, alternate ammo and physical weapons uh, that are in the Battle Mech Manual are completely allowed. So you'll have to be careful in your mech selection because their claws are not in the Battle Mech Manual. So there are a few slurs, uh mechs out there that have claws. If you bring them, uh, you will not be allowed to use the claws. So be mindful of what you are taking and uh, pick a mech that you're going to have a lot of fun with. Uh, design quirks will be in play as they're listed on page 82 and 89 of the Battle Mech Manual. So those of you that pick a low or minimal profile mech will benefit from the glancing blows rules. So urban mechs, something to think about. Uh, 
but yeah, there's a there is a PDF document that is going to be up on the uh, the Golden Irby channel that will give you all of these rules and set you up for success. And uh, once you have picked the mech, uh, there will be a date in the document of when you need to submit that mech by so that it can be validated and we can get you on the the bracket roster. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good time. The reason single elimination is because we want to make sure that uh, when you play in the tournament, each game will take about an hour to an hour and a half that we will be able to... We're not going to keep everybody hostage all day that is playing in the Golden Derby. So you'll have your, you have your chance to play, and then if you win... Fantastic, but if you don't, you can go as far as you can in the tournament, then enjoy the rest of the event. But that is the Battle for the Sphere 2023 and the Golden Irby. Oh, and by the way, there will be a fantastic Golden Irby trophy for the winner. So we look forward to having everybody at these events, and we are hoping that it's going to be a really great time. I'll say, too, for the listeners that are not in Colorado, we'll throw the event documents on the podcast server in the event document channel. So if you guys want to run, uh, steal these ideas and run your own events wherever you may be, um, feel free. That's why we post them, to make make things easy for y'all. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, there's this podcaster tournament happening on Mega Mech and oh, yeah. I wanted to hear what happened in Mr. Dave's uh, match because it sounds like it was interesting. It was very interesting. So uh, on the on the podcast discord we obviously have a lot of the other podcasts who have booths in the Valhalla Club and I came up with the brilliant idea to uh, challenge everyone to a single elimination bracket uh podcasters first podcasters and it's using the same rules yeah it's using the same rules right as golden derby no so golden derby doesn't allow for modifications we went ham with that's right that's right the mega mech tournament so uh my my mech which was the honey badger uh was a I say was in the past tense because the honey badger got smoked. Uh, <laughs> was a Charger 1A1 with all of the small lasers removed and replaced with medium pulse lasers. So I had four medium pulse lasers. I added a hatchet. I added mask and a supercharger. So this charger could run 16. And I went up against. Aaron, no, not Aaron. Uh, it Brent. was Brent from Brent. Oman, and uh, on the on Mexican or of Mexican, and uh, we fought on the King of the Hill map in Solaris, and I got the first shot in. He he brought his Marauder Five D with three pulse lasers, three large pulse lasers, and two medium pulse lasers. And I ran right up on him in the first round, got a, a quick hit in, missed with my hatchet. And on the round two, he moved away from me. And rather than trying to get the, the quick kill, I decided to give him some breathing room. And that was the 
that was the mistake that probably took the game from me. You're but, trying uh, to get the crowd amped up, right? Trying to get the crowd amped up. Yeah. Uh, but I, I declined to take second back shot with, uh, with my charger. And he, in turn, greeted me with three large pulse lasers and two medium pulse lasers and didn't do any critical damage to me that turn. But what it turned into was a bit of a game of cat and mouse where he was uh, keeping distance on me and I was trying to get to him. And I got a couple more good hits in on him. But at the end of the day, he got a uh, an engine hit on me, and I think my I think he took out my supercharger, and then it was just downhill death from there. So he uh, he got me, and it was a great game. We ended up playing a couple more games, and the second game was probably the most hilarious because my mask failed, and I fell down, and the supercharger failed, and I fell down. I got up, and I fell down. And it was just a hilarious, just fish flopping on the ground of an 80-ton charger. And he won the second game, and then we came back for a third, and uh, I actually won the third game. So great job to him. Brent kicked my ass, and it was it was a good time. So props to him. He is the first. He was the first uh, game in the tournament. He is now into the second bracket, and he will be fighting against Matt, yeah. who fought against yeah. Nate from Bungle, Bungle Tech. Tech. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very interesting. Tech Ops Jungle, uh, very very different, very interesting. It soaks up tons of damage. All the any of the forest soaks up, uh, like the light forest soaks up sixty damage. And the heavy forest soaks up, I don't know, close to 100 damage, like 90 or something. Um, and I think not knowing that when we, you know, before we were going into this, we were going to have this jungle soaking up everything. And it was all over the map. So we were pretty much in it the whole time. I had heavier weapons. I was running a Hercules uh, just because, you know, who runs a Hercules? No one. So, and he was running a Jenner 2C kind of modified. It was just all streak. I think streak sixes, maybe two or three of them. Oh, yeah, three. And, and uh, the problem is, is that the jungle, Tac Ops jungle rules, it soaks up two points of damage for each thing that hits. Lo and behold, you know, SRMs, two damage each. So basically, if I was in the jungle, I was pretty much protected from anything. I try once we actually realized this, like five rounds in, what was actually happening. I tried to go outside the jungle a little bit more, but uh, eventually, uh, he he actually put some crits on me, and so I wasn't moving too much. I had an engine and a gyro crit, um, just a attack a through armor crit. Um, so he got lucky that way. But eventually I blew his leg off. You know, I hit all it took was hitting with with a couple weapons. And it, once his leg was gone, it was pretty much over. So it was it was a learning experience with how kind of tech ops environmental stuff and, and uh, terrain things work. So it was interesting. Nate was a great guy. Great match. Uh, and I'm looking forward to my match with Brent. Although I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to these maps. They're uh, they're interesting. <laughs> So for the maps we chose were all from the Solaris 7 maps that are in Mega Mac. 
So I went through and picked out all the the crazy Solaris ones. 7 maps. No, I didn't pick out the crazy ones. I just picked out the Solaris Seven ones. So we all had crazy. the jungle, the jungle, the pool, the factory, uh, the Colosseum, and I believe King of the Hill. So all those maps are in a set not rotation. I rolled the maps prior to starting the bracket, so everyone knew what map they were going to be fighting on. Uh, I think the tack ops rules got everybody a little bit, so that was pretty fun. But uh, we will be running another one of these once we're finished that will be open to all of the listeners. So uh, come start making your mechs, have a good time, and we'll post the rules of how to, how to make your modifications. And uh, you will be able to hopefully fight against some of your fellow listeners and maybe some of the uh, podcasters. So. Kill your favorite podcaster. Dun, dun, dun. All right, folks. Uh, I'll be taking over for Dave. He had to go do some some army, whatever. I don't know, whatever the hell he does. So his overseas thing. Um, so I attended Gen Con. Gen Con was this past week, August fourth, fifth, sixth. What day is it? Literally to today, right? Yeah, to today. Yeah, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth of August. So. I don't know, man. I'm still trying to recover right now. I just got off the plane like five hours ago. So, <laughs> um, champ, you're a champ, man. Oh man, it's it's been a rough friggin' week. <laughs> um, so yeah, I flew into Indy on Wednesday morning. Um, got to hang out with some family a little bit, and then met up with um the crew where I was staying at an Airbnb with. All of the WNRP guys, um, all the armor up guys, and was this, was this like titled Frat House on Airbnb? Oh, or something? It, it, it basically it was it was a retro warehouse for large groups. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had fourteen or fifteen people staying there. Um, Could have called it, it the was, factory, maybe. It, it, factory. We've not as well been the factory from uh, Solaris, man. <laughs> um, it was it was pretty sick, um, you know. So we kind of just hung out and linked up and got everybody kind of settled a little bit. We went down to the convention center Wednesday night, and um, some of the guys had to go to a demo team meeting. The rest of us just kind of hung out and just kind of got eyeballs on some things and figured out where where parking was and stuff like that for Thursday. So, um, Thursday, convention opened on Thursday, basically. Um, first thing we did was hit the vendor hall and, um, uh, Catalyst booth, which was huge. wrapped around. Yeah, it was pretty big. It had a pretty big footprint. Um, uh, it, the line was so long to get in, they were giving tickets out. For the Catalyst booth? For the Catalyst booth. Because <laughs> oh, they, awesome. they could only let so many people in at a time. Um, just cause it was such a kind of, it wasn't a confined space, but it was like, it would have gotten mobbed and something would have gotten knocked over and, you know, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria kind of thing. Oh yeah. So, and, uh, but they were giving tickets out. So me and Charles and bloodbath from WNRP, we kind of grabbed tickets and they were like, Hey, just take a ticket and you can stand in line if you want, or you can walk off. and then. Whenever we get to your number, if you you show up to the front of the line, show us your number, and if we're on, we're past that number, you go right in, kind of thing. So, 
it kind of allowed us to kind of just take a ticket and then we just go went and wandered um for a little while they said it'd be like 30 45 minutes or whatever so we wandered over to the ironwoods metals booth and they had released the jade phoenix the assault omni from the falcons that it mm-hmm. yeah yeah too bad john's not here to rant and rave about that it's true. um <laughs> So, yeah, they released the Jade Phoenix and the Mastodon in metal. Well, I guess there's no plastic form yet anyway, but um, they released them in metal. And uh, so those were, like, sold out by noon, I think. Um, But then they they restocked, and um, they had them every day available. So That's cool. um, Yeah, so uh, we we were just kind of browsing a little bit. I kind of control myself this one and not buy any more minis until I at least get at least a quarter of my pile of shame done. So. I'm so proud of <laughs> you. Yeah, look at you, man. I, I've got a lot of shit coming from the Kickstarter. So. <laughs> Don't <laughs> all. I'm trying to make, make, make some things happen before that happens. But um, um, So then we kind of mosey a little bit, um, just saw some random stuff, and then wandered back over to the Catalyst booth, which uh, I think we were, they were on like, I think my number was 77, and Charles and Matt were like 76 and 75 or something. And they were like 71. So we just kind of hung out. And you can just jump in line if they hadn't got your number yet. So it's yeah. kind of like a, like a, like a Southwest Airlines kind of thing. Um, so we got into the Catalyst booth. Um, the only new, they had the Alpha Strike Commander's Edition or Alpha Strike Commander's Edition, 6th Edition, in print. So, and those were sold out, and, like, they only brought, like, 50 copies, I think. Oh, and man. They, they got sold out. I don't know if they were available later on. I I didn't want to buy a book that I would just, I'll take the errata and, and wait for the 10th edition to come out, and then I'll buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever, in, in three or four years when that happens. Yeah. So it's it's, it's been updating so much. That's why I bought my fifth print through Catalyst Direct, so that when they update it, I can get the PDF update for free. Like, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so so the sixth edition is out now, um, which includes all of the, the last set of errata, I believe. No, and that was a lot of errata. Yeah, there was a lot of errata going on there. So I don't know if it included all that stuff. I haven't done a comparison. I, I haven't had time to yet, but um, I'll get into that when I grab the PDF at least. Um, the only two major new items they had was they had hats with faction logos on them, um, which they had all of the five great houses. Um, they had the, the original four original invading clans. Um, Ghost Bears, Smoke Jags, Jade Falcon, and Wolf. And they had the Wolf Dragoons. And that was it, I believe, for the hat. So I would have bought a Fedstone hat, but it's, it was a yellow hat with a Fedstone emblem, and yellow does not. You didn't want to look well. like a McDonald's employee? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> kind of weird. Kind of a weird other choice. Yeah, well, they had, I thought about getting you a, a Maricat map, but uh, oh. it was like, it was like purple. It was a purple uh, hat with with the emblem on it, and well, they're very strong. Anything can match your eyes. Very <laughs> proud of their purple. <laughs> well, the purple's supposed to be the emblem, not the like the background color, right? So you got to have like a black yeah. It was something. like it was almost like a maroon color with the purple American eagle on it. 
that's weird. It's like a, it's like a, a purplish maroon color. So I'm sure it'll be available on the Catalyst store eventually. But... Yeah, I assume so. And then the other thing they had was um, um, faction mugs. That seemed um, to be the hit of the of the. That of seemed the to be the big the big hit. I know they had all the faction logos plus um, some of the other clans that uh, were out there. Plus, like the Republic of the Sphere. They had GDL. They had Kellhound. They had Hanson's Rough Riders, um, which of course I picked up a Rough Rider mug. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> had to have that. So <laughs> um so then we kinda you know, after we kinda finished up the vendor hall, we wandered over to the CGL area of play where I know I went to Gen Con in twenty twenty just for a day and they had about twenty tables going in twenty twenty. This they had like fifty. Mm. I mean there there were like 10 tables of grinders alone plus they had about 10 or 15 tables of like feature events going on that were, were random events i know one of them was the zeta battalion versus a bunch of wolf empire dudes um kind of a little narrative game that they were playing there was a uh that was the only one that, that really drew me in because the mechs looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So based um, off the it, photos I saw, their footprint looked huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very large footprint. I mean, it was it was like ten grinder, and the grinder tables were always full. They had a painting table where they were teaching people how to paint. They had boot camp for classic. They had boot camp for Alpha Strike going. Um, you know, it was just, and and the tables were pretty full all day long. So, so that was uh, really cool to see. That's um, awesome. That 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 even even out the boot camps were just were just solid, um, solid solid bodies coming in and out. And I I actually went down there Thursday afternoon and just sat and when I was just like kind of watching and seeing what the flow looked like and seeing seeing the the demo team kind of do their thing. Um, so that was kind of neat. And then. Um, we grabbed some lunch and we went over to the JW Marriott, which is connected to the convention center where they have like a huge ballroom set up for just open gaming and just, it's just tables and chairs. You can roll in and claim some stuff and start doing stuff. So a lot of us kind of went up there and then we put the word out. We were all going to be up there doing some casual play and stuff like that. Um, so we, a couple of three fifty games going, um, lift testing and that kind of stuff going on so and i think we were there till midnight thursday night before yeah they shut down at midnight so we rolled out it was midnight when we rolled out and got back to the house and i mean then we stayed up till like three in the morning drinking so um, (laughs) (laughs) perfect prep for the for the tournament right oh yeah it was it was it was rough it was a rough tournament day just because i think i got like five hours of sleep Oof. And then we were up at eight, moving That's out. That's a standard day for me, man. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, that was just so like it, LVO. Like we stayed up late as shit, drinking, shooting the shit. Went yeah. to bed super late. I slept on a couch, and then was down in, in a tournament a few hours <laughs> later. Like, yeah, it, that, that's that's a. Uh, a convention the, standard when yeah, when you're was. when you're hanging out with the, with all of us, yeah. I think, yeah, definitely Friday night or Thursday night, I got like 
I think, yeah, th three, me and Charles and Jason Hansa were talking until 3.30 in the morning. And then we got up at 8. So, like, four and a half hours of sleep. And I was sleeping on the couch with Aaron on my air mattress right next to me, basically, snoring away. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, it, uh, Thursday was cool because, I mean, there was just a lot of meeting and greeting going on. I hooked up with the uh, of Mexican men dudes, um, Brent and Aaron, which are super solid dudes. Um, they're so much fun to hang around with. Um, and then uh, Kanan showed up a little bit later, and Kanan is hilariously fun to be around. Um, <laughs> he is so cool. Um, so that was really cool. And, of course, I mean, I feel Cameron like I need Mario, to say, this rules. Dude, it was a lot of let's go going on. <laughs> let's go, yeah. <laughs> so good. Love it, so guys. Good. Yeah, they were great. And then, uh, of course, Chandler and Mario from Armor Up. Um, we've we've hung out with them a lot of times, and and they're they're really really good dudes. Um, Derek from On the Origins of Battle Mech showed up late Thursday, but I can't remember if I linked up with him then or on. I, yeah, I did link up with him. So we were we were chatting a lot on Thursday. Um, what else was going on? A um, couple of the. A couple of the Catalyst guys came up to the to the Marriott, um, some of the freelance riders, and we were just kind of up there hanging out. We did a little free-for-all, uh, two units of 75 PV free-for-all kind of thing, um, where uh, Brent Evans and Andrew from WNRP and a couple other guys. I mean, it was, it was crazy. So mm -hmm. it was a good time. Um, so that kind of led us into Friday of the tournament. Oh, back up to Thursday. Um, Coach and Andrew and Tommy from WNRP all had to work the booth for a couple hours because they were demo teaming some things uh, for for everything. So yeah. they had to kind of do their their time in the time in the pit and uh, gotta pay the taxes. <laughs> they gotta pay the tax man, you know. And uh, so it was funny because they had they had Coach working the grinder table at Classic. As we all know, Coach is not real strong on the classic rules. Sometimes it's been a while since he did some classic, and so I'm over there, kind of giving him bad advice, and just, just to kind of irritate him a little bit. And uh, it was probably it was just really just annoying. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only reason. Um, so Friday we rolled into the tournament um, for the Alpha Track 350 tournament, and it was we started with 35 players i think yeah i think that's what i saw players. on the list yeah. yeah yeah it was 35 players um so the first day was going to be five games of alpha track 350 um and then at the end of the day they took the top eight and they were going to play three games the next day while everybody else who didn't make the top eight could play in the doubles tournament. So mm, the first game was Bunkers, and I played Kevin Bruschito Witt, uh, right which was a lot bat. of fun. Right off the mm. bat. And uh, I was and he had a pretty stout list of uh I wanna say it was some ghost bears, maybe. Um but uh, we ended up kind of playing a very strategic game. Um, he was a really good dude, really good player. And um, 
I think we ended up, he beat me two to one on objectives. And uh, I, don't, I don't remember what the MOV was, uh, but uh, he beat me on that one. Uh, the next one was uh, I played Derek from On the Origins of. And what the hell game was that? Was that Stand Up Fight? I think that was. No, that wasn't Stand Up Fight. That was something else. Headhunter. No. I kind of remember. <laughs> <laughs> it all blends together. It all blends together. But Derek and I played a really good game. Um, we had a lot of fun. Uh, he ended up. Oh, it was uh, it was uh, capture the flag. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Because the last round, he had picked up one of the flags with a heavy cover transport and sprinted it back to his base, but he couldn't drop it off. Yeah, he sprinted, and then his I had landed a sprint scout on the other thing to capture the flag, and he jumped a axeman over and hatcheted my my <laughs> sprint scout on the ground. And he needed like tens to hit, and he got or nines or tens or something like that. And he he had been rolling pretty crappily, just his dice went cold all day. Uh-huh. And, and for that, or at least for our match, and then that was the one thing that he he was wanted to do, and he got it, and it was it was great. I was I was shocked <laughs> he got the ten, but I was um, it was phenomenal that he hatched at the helicopter underground. So that was really cool. So like I said, the dice tell the best stories. <laughs> they do. They do. You never. And we'll talk about dice in Charles and I's match because there's oh, a there, whole story that goes. There were so many custom dice there. I believe it, dude. <laughs> so uh, Derek was running a Waco's Rangers mercenary group. Oh, that's which right. Was, yeah, which was hilarious because we were all trying to we were all trying to vote for his paint job just so that Andrew or Aaron would have to say the Waco's <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> And he made these little patches that had the Waco's Rangers symbol on them, and it says "Death of the Goons" on it. It's, it was phenomenal. It was great. <laughs> so, That's hilarious. Um, so Full really tilt cool. on the theme. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, and then my third match was against a guy I had wasn't familiar with. Um, his name was William or Will. Will Bill. Bill Hegg, I think it was. Um, really fun player. He had a Coast Bear Force or Coyote Force. It was Bluebacks. I remember that. I think it was Coyote. Um, really painted up really good. Um, he was from local in, Indi- in Indianapolis. So okay. um, he was really cool. Um, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we played Hold the Line, I think. I think it was Hold the Line. Um, which is the you know the three tokens and stuff like that. You got to go pick up. Um, and I think we just ended up beating the shit out of each other the whole time. So um, that was a, a, a really interesting game. Uh, but Bill was a good good player. Um, he ended up making the top eight uh, for the for the tournament. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then my fourth match was against Charles Gideon. <laughs> how, how can you not go to a tournament and, and you don't yeah. say Mike, you've yeah. never played him before <laughs> Mike said it on the Facebook page he's like it wouldn't be a Wolfnet 350 tournament if Ben and Charles didn't play each other so, that's true and I meant it yeah it was so, and uh, so it was good uh, Charles and I had a very scientific uh, uh, game it was Headhunter um and he had a Capellan Force, 
which I've played several times already in our playtest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? It was the first time you've ever seen it. Live. I know, right? I had to, I had to play dumb. But uh, we did a we did an experiment of I could only use Wolfnet dice or some other brand of dice that weren't Valhalla Club, and he could only use Valhalla Club dice, not any Wolfnet dice and oh, whatever man. whatever uh, name dice he had. And uh, the Wolfnet dice did did very well against him, <laughs> and the Valhalla Club dice did not hold up against me. So. Uh, <laughs> I want to say the Valhalla Club dice like our podcast better, as long as we're not rolling them. Sorry, Charles. <laughs> At one point, I got a picture of it too. Um, I'll put it in the chat. But there's a there's a point where he ran a stinger over to my heavy LRM carrier, um, and I moved an atlas and base to base with it, and I punched it to death. And it was. <laughs> Did, gotta, did he not listen to of Max of Mint? Dude, every Stinger pilot dies, dude. Exactly. It never, never take it. It was great. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was really cool. It was, it was a fun game. Um, we had a lot of uh, discussions about rules and how they worked. And uh, we'll have to have some discussions with Kestrel on clarifying some things just because yeah. words have meanings. Um, so. Um, and then the last game was me and Sam from LVO. Oh, cool. So she came out, um, she was running a mercenary list and it was King of the Hill. And as you know, Mike, how we play King of the Hill, everybody gets in the same <laughs> and just beats the shit out of each other. That's and how it's that's supposed to be. That's exactly what happened. I think at one point I had. An atlas, a cyclops, and a penetrator on the oat, and a hatchet man that was running around clubbing things. He had, she had. I think Sam brings heavy stuff, right? Yeah, she had an atlas, a ymir, which was cool to see on the table. Oh wow! Well, that's that's a heliopolis. Whoa, she's going to full proliferation there. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, she had some. She had a arty infantry unit, and she had another big mag too. I can't, oh, it was an axeman. It was an axeman. Okay. So we were both very brawly, and uh, I ended up taking the win on that one. So I ended up going three out of five and win for the tournament and placing fourteenth. So out of three. 35 so i was there you go you know i'm i'm a, I'm a middle of that guy um the funniest thing was mario trying to run a, a mech list he's so used yeah, to tanks i didn't see like he was like down in 10th or something i was like what's going on <laughs> yeah he's so used to tanks and and this is i'll put it up in uh in we'll we'll, we'll, we'll put it out to the public because i thought it was a funny thing i'll put it in bourbon's meat hall there we go um, so you can check that out. That's what uh, that's what uh, the Atlas and the Stinger. <laughs> but everybody can check that out. Uh, but it was really good. Uh, it was a long day. Uh, I think we finally finished up the last round. <laughs> you see that? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. I kind of it kind of makes sense. I mean, from what I've seen, Mario's the the tank man, but uh, never seen him run yeah, twenty max. 
it was great because Thursday night he was kind of testing it against Tommy, and uh, he had a, he's like, "How do I do an anti mech attack? What does that mean?" He's like, "I've never done one before." <laughs> what, what do I do with a? Can I do a physical attack with a mech and stuff? So it was it was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, I think we finished up about nine, eight or nine o'clock with the tournament, and then uh, we try to grab some dinner, and of course. Indianapolis is fun during convention, trying to find places to eat and whatnot. Good um, luck. Yeah, so we just we ended up back at the house with all the crew plus the Mexican guys, plus Derek from YouTube. Um, oh, I did get to see Brent. I finally got to see Brent from YouTube in person, oh, nice. which is great. Um, really solid dude, and uh, he was doing a bunch of other games. Um, so he didn't stick around, but he did drop by the tables and say hi to everybody. So that was that was really neat. And then we had another fun still late night that went till about three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. And then uh with a turnaround of about three and a half hours of sleep, we were back at the tables on Saturday morning, um, with the top eight going and the doubles tournament. And we had six six or eight teams in the double i think it was six teams mm-hmm. six six teams so it was 12 people um no it was more than that i think we had we had we had five tables on doubles so it should have been like 14 i think 14 people played in doubles um i don't know my math is not working right correct what is it now. what even is math i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know but doubles was cool um i got paired up with jeff who ended up taking last place in the tournament. Um, and he got, he got headshotted four times during the tournament. Holy smokes. That is rough. So he was a trooper, man. And he didn't, he didn't drop out. And he, he, was, he was a fun guy to play with. That'll uh, put we anybody up. in last place, no matter how good yeah, your list is, yeah. dude. And, and so we got paired up for as a team for doubles. Um, and he was, he was a fun guy to play with, man. We were, we were having a blast. Um, we ended up playing, uh, 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 Bob, Jedi, Bob, Jedi, Mech Warrior, Bob. Uh-huh. And, um, I can't remember the other guy's name. It was on Bob's team. Um, and the, you guys know the doubles, uh, Matt, you, you didn't get a chance to play at LVO, but you know, it's two sets of scenarios. Yeah. At the same um, so time. The same time. And um so that first one was Domination and King of the Hill. Um what? It, it was it was a pretty brawly match. Um I think we, we whittled them down pretty well. Um but they, they we took some casualties along the way. And uh but we ended up scoring all the all the objective points. And I think we ended up only doing like four turns because you guys know how long doubles takes. It's it takes a while to get through all that kind of stuff. But um yeah. that was a lot of fun. And then Jeff and I got to play Tommy and Matt from WNRP. <laughs> so uh and that one was hold the line and capture the flag at the same time. Oh, that's an interesting combo. Yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty fun, and we ran into a little conundrum with the rules and battle armor mounted on a unit when the unit gets destroyed and damage applying and everything else. So um, I know we're going to be talking about that a lot. Um, 
so yeah, we finished up that tournament. Uh, Jeff and I came in first place for the tournament, so it was uh, it was pretty cool that Jeff got to walk at, coming in last place on the singles tournament, and then coming in first on the doubles tournament. So That's uh, awesome! Congrats! So it was it was a really good time. It was a really good time. And those trophies uh, looked pretty legit, man. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were pretty pretty cool. Um, so Jeff got to take the trophy home, and uh, he, he he earned it. He earned it. So it was a good time. <laughs> Uh, but it was really cool. Charles put together a bunch of little certificates for all the players on the singles tournament. And obviously, the war crimes, you know, most MOV, um, Warrior's Heart. Jeff got the Warrior's Heart because he was the guy that was in last place after a, kind of a crappy day for him. And yeah. he still didn't drop out, you know, so he, he stuck it out. So it was, it was pretty cool. There's about four or five other little, little certificates he gave out that uh, were really neat. Um, I think it was a good addition to the, yeah. you know, the top guys kind of thing. I like so, that. We started the war crimes moniker at LVO, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we so. He was serial killer because Charles did it. Yeah. I did that. Most MOV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you came up with serial killer I, for it. I caused that. Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a really good time. Um, Saturday. God, that was yesterday. I, I barely remember it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We just kind of ended up back at the house and uh, we're just kind of hanging out, discussing everything that's happened over the last few days. And then um, we packed up and people started rolling out early in the morning on uh, Sunday morning. So I think Charles was the first one to roll and got to the airport and then he had some travel issues and so I believe he's finally back in Colorado as of now, finally. So. I mean, I think that's Charles's thing. Two things. He plays you, and he can't get on a flight without there being a problem. So <laughs> Right, right. Someone buy the mail so, here. He, he, he needs it. He needs it. But uh, all in all, it was a really good event. Um, it was a really great time. And uh, I think everybody had a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it was great to see that the you know, Battletech at Gen Con is such a huge draw for people. And I mean, I think Metal Ed said he he was Metal Ed was running the Alpha Strike boot camp and he surpassed teaching five hundred people Alpha Strike in boot camp. So Dude, that's I mean dope. that's 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 pretty slick, you know, that's really great. But wasn't it during Gen Con that list came out from the Spring sales number and Battletech is the third most popular miniatures game, non collectible yeah, yeah. miniatures game. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's great. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. We're here, dude. <laughs> we are, we were, we have a big footprint right now. So, it's definitely happening. It's definitely happening. So, um, yeah, all in all, it's really great to see and, and kind of put a lot of faces of the names from, from discords and online stuff like that. And uh, just see the presence that, that has happened there, and didn't really have a lot of, you know, problems or anything like that throughout the day. So, all in all, it was a good event. Was and the inflatable it, Irby up the whole time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. We that didn't. Was we didn't. Thing. We didn't have a uh, a weather uh, fall. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't. Weather was really good. Um, a little bit hot, but that's Indiana in August, so yeah, nothing new there. 
So is that uh, Gen Con you would recommend to people here in Colorado, recommend to, to, to listeners in general, or so what do you it, think? I, it depends. We did have, a, we had a long discussion about this one night over some bourbon and other assorted of drinks. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it really, you know, in my opinion, it comes down to what you are looking for um, in an event. You know, if you want to, strictly go to play Battletech. You can do that at Gen Con. You can do that at the con. You can also do that at LVO, you know, where there's not a lot of other stuff to do kind of thing, you know. Um so if you're just looking to go and play one type of event the whole entire time, you know, LVO would be my suggestion to do that. Now if you want to go and get a mix of everything you know, you don't want to have your whole four, three or four days kind of bogged or, or time taken up by one type of one type of game. Um, Gen Con is a place to go. You will have free reign to do any type of game you want out there. And the vendor hall is ginormous. You know, um, there's every single game manufacturer is pretty much there. So if you want board games, you want RPGs, you want dice you want clothing you want art you want to talk to writers you want to do whatever you want gen con's a place to go for that so it really boils down to what what you want to get out of it but uh all in all i mean gen con is a phenomenal event um it's a huge space um you can see it all in one day but you're going to be tired (laughs) you're going to be really tired um so gen con's a place to go and like kind of pace yourself a little bit that's that's the marathon you know the marathon event so but yeah i think you know for those of you that i did end up running into i had a couple guys i was wearing my jersey on thursday for the club and i had a couple guys come up like hey i listen to your show you guys are awesome kind of thing Uh, and uh there was two guys that i linked up with that they were from colorado and they never heard of it so (laughs) and they didn't they didn't they didn't have a dedicated group or anything like that and one of the guys I talked to for a good 15 or 20 minutes, um, he's from Denver. And he's like, where do you guys play at? I'm like, oh, man, we're playing at you know Westminster on Friday. Everywhere. Tuesdays at Heart of Gold or at the Wizard Chest. Wizard Chest, yeah. Um, you want to go to Longmont? There, Randy's running stuff in uh, Heart of Gold on Wednesdays. I mean, there's stuff going on every day of the week if you want to get into it. So um, he's like, oh, man, I didn't even know. I think he ended up joining the Discord in Colorado. So, um, cool. so it was really cool, you know. It's a good time to go and meet people from all over the country, you know, all over the world, really, because we had some guys that were coming from other countries as well. I guess it's a good thing I put Colorado on the sleeve of them jerseys. <laughs> right, right. And they were like, hey, I know that. Yeah, yeah. that so was good. It was really good. That's awesome. Really good. Awesome. Coolio. <laughs> what else we got here? Oh, well, look, bourbon again. More. <laughs> talk, let's continue talking more, about booze, sir. More of the man. Is, 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 it, is it time for is the drink that of the time? Month? Hey, all. This is Ben here, your Battletech Master of Spirits. Get your mixers, liquors, shakers, stirs, and strainers ready as we cover this month's Battletech Drink of the Month. All right, folks, uh, this month's Drink of the Month is brought to you by Vita Orange. 
And I want to give a shout out to Mr. Brute for turning me on to this one because uh, he, I don't know if he developed it or, or what he did, but uh, he, uh, he gave me the recipe for it. So it, and we, we did a few of these and uh, they are pretty tasty. Um, and so if you know anything about lore or anything like that, Vita Orange is mentioned in a couple of places in the early books um, about a replenishment of electrolytes for mech warriors. So, it's not a sports drink, though. <laughs> in 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 the real world, it's not a sports drink. Yeah. Palatech still has it as a sports drink, but uh, if it was a sports drink, it'd be way less cool. Right. So, uh, your Vita Orange recipe is one ounce of Deep Eddy Orange Vodka, a half ounce of Triple Sec, a splash of OJ, topped off with Tropical Red Bull, and it's a shot. <laughs> I mean, you had me until the Red Bull, but it still sounds good. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty tasty. It's pretty tasty. Um, I think Mario and I ended up doing about three or four of these things and uh, trying to get the recipe right, but uh, I think we got it down. And it's it's pretty good. So, uh, so you're saying this one is okay without more bourbon? Is that what it you're is? Is it that actually what it is? I'm Whoa. gonna go against the grain here. Whoa. I'm gonna go against the grain. The you first know, streak we've had for a <laughs> premiere episode that doesn't actually need change to be good. Right, right. It's well, I leave it up to Mario, man. He 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 put it together, I think, and uh, you know he he's got a good uh, a good palate when it comes to alcoholic things. So. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It, it doesn't need any more bourbon or any bourbon really. And that's not on the list, obviously of the stuff it's you not have on the list because the it list tastes good because it everything tastes- on that list is pretty much terrible. It, it, it is. <laughs> it really is. Um, as we keep trucking through it. Well, I'm sorry. As you keep trucking through it, because <laughs> <laughs> you're such you're such a good man for doing this for everyone. I'm, I'm trying. I'm I'm being being the guinea pig for you. So. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it yeah, just I goes back to what I was saying about once we finish all this awfulness, we need we, to redo everything. We need to change all of them, like yes. not change the names, but yeah. actually make them redo good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, when we get to that part. I'll I'll be willing to assist. <laughs> all right, we can. We can I'm going to hold you to that because I don't know if I can. I can. I can That's handle fair. all that responsibility. That's fair. <laughs> we'll, when we get there, we'll make it a team effort. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's pretty tasty. Um, I would not recommend more than four or five of them because you'll start to feel it real quick. <laughs> it's the orange juice. It hides everything. It does. It does. So. Uh, Vita Orange. That's your drink of the month. Woo! Okay, well, that's almost all of it, except, uh, yeah, we talked about upcoming action with Tacticon and Battle for the Sphere, but I... Yeah, I'll just kind of mention again. Quick we've LVO got, plug. Yeah, there we go. Las Vegas Open coming up in next January. And it's kind of weird to be talking about it this early, but it's not this early anymore. So we're into August. Uh, the tickets are already available for purchase. And the details are still forthcoming. And, and uh, they'll be up pretty soon here, the full player packet. Um, and I know because I'm in charge of the whole deal for LVO. So... Uh, there will be both 
Alpha Strike and Classic Battletech events happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for LVO. The Friday events will be just single-day events on on both sides of that, and then the Saturday, Sunday will be two-day events, um, kind of one full day and then just a part of like Sunday morning or something like that. Uh, the tickets are kind of split up between Alpha Strike and Classic Battletech, and then if you just want to do Friday... You can do Friday for each either of those. The Alpha Strike event for Friday only will be a Wolfnet 350 event. You know, Wolfnet 350 premiere uh, event. Hopefully, we have the Wolfnet guys out for that. Uh, if not, we'll we will not allow Charles to go in a plane. We will take him in a car and take him to LVO again. Make him do that. And Charles and I will not play each other either. Yep, we won't. We won't let <laughs> we'll, it happen. We'll go into Cryodex and manually change that shit. <laughs> there, there is a manual setting, and we will play with it. Uh, but uh, so that'll be the Alpha, side, Alpha Strike side on the classic side it'll be similar to what we're doing in Tacticon with Battletech through the ages it'll be uh, there'll be four eras that will be played and between eras you'll be able to modify your list but it will all be from one faction and the eras have not been decided yet but we may end up finishing on Ill Clan. we shall see that'll be I'll make Ooh, that decision here intriguing. in a week here. So, uh, but if you do, and you choose mercenary for your faction, there will be some limitations because that's no fun just to have anything and everything. Got to have some limits. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as far as the Saturday Sunday events, so on both sides, Alpha Strike and Classic BattleTech, there will be a campaign in a day ish. Uh, so, uh, Bourbon here is going to be running one of those, uh, on the classic side, I believe is what we've got, uh, I, running. I, I did some thinking about that, Matt, and I think oh. it needs to be Alpha Strike. You're going to do Alpha Strike? Yeah, I think it needs okay. to be Alpha Strike. So. Because I want to, I want to, I want to have some big stuff going on. Okay. Ben switched sides, but that's okay. Cause we hadn't, it's not set in stone yet. So what it's going to be based on uh, both sides, both Alpha Strike and Classic Battletech, are going to be based on turning points manuals. So uh, if you haven't seen these before, check them out on the Catalyst website. Um, they're cool little manuals, and Ben has written one, and coming out soon, the second? Second? Yeah, soon. <laughs> I'm not sure when. Perhaps soon-ish. Anyhow, so uh, they're really cool. They're kind of a campaign, you know, a campaign, the story, the narrative, the, the forces all wrapped up into one. Really cool. And we want to we put out this kind of narrative event to allow people to have fun. A little bit less pressure. It's not a tournament for this kind of longer time, but you get to really know your forces, get to really work into the, the narrative of, of it all. And then... Um, there is also another event on Saturday and Sunday, and this is Battletech Escalation. So this is, if you want to experience all kind of what I consider the kind of the three major forms of Battletech as it is right now, that's Solaris Rules, uh, Classic Battletech, and Alpha Strike. So you will basically um, start with one mech in a Solaris match, and you'll go all the way up, kind of moving up in scale, until you'll have essentially a company or slightly more in an alpha strike in an alpha strike battle. So it'll be an escalating between each uh, each scenario or, or mission. So it should be really fun if you don't want to do the narrative stuff. There will also be that. Well, I'll, you know, we're also going to try and, and have uh, some some smaller stuff. Maybe you know, there's going to be p- time for pickup games. We should. 
be able to have our space open for different things. Um, also kind of connecting people for social events and stuff like that. Like, you know, like Ben's mentioned for, for Gen Con, that's a lot of what going to a con and is meeting the other people in the community at large and really getting to know these people that maybe you listen to on a podcast or maybe you see them on YouTube or something like that. So we really want to bring in a lot of, a lot of that stuff and, and connect people with the stuff that's coming out from, from Catalyst and all these other things. So should be a lot of fun details forthcoming. We might make, I might do a special um, like a mid month on it. Once all the details are kind of finalized and one last announcement regarding it. We have our, our Valhalla Club podcast one year kind of anniversary coming up next month. And for this, I am going to be sponsoring a painting contest. So now you don't have to bring this in person. But the painting contest will consist of you sending, putting in your best pictures. And this is, this is any time up to the first week in September. So... Whatever that that uh, last Sunday is, the Sunday in the first week of the last uh, of the first week of September, you put your pictures up on our our Discord, or or you could even throw it up on the Facebook uh, site as well. Either of those, uh, put you know individual units, your whole unit together, all painted nice and crisp. Whoever has the best, um, I will do. You'll you get one of two things. I'll pay for your registration uh, for LVO, like your registration for LVO and any of the Battletech events that you want to go to. Or we'll send you a Lance or a Star uh, painted in your favorite unit scheme. So there's that. We'll post, I'll, I'll write that out. Uh, but you have until first week in September. Have fun, guys. <laughs> so you said Sunday, right? So that would be yep. final submission date would be September 10th. Sounds great. Because the then, first Sunday is the third, and yeah, that's we won't we won't be alive by then. Yep. <laughs> so, so it's really yeah, September tenth. September tenth. There we go. And those going to LVO, don't forget you need to get a convention badge, which the yep. base is twenty five bucks, and your event ticket. The Alpha Strike Friday only is thirty five. The weekend past Alpha Strike seventy because it's two days. Um, so it's just 35 times two. Well, uh, you actually get, so it's actually three days. You get a day for free. So this is what I talked uh, to the, the organizer. If you buy that whole weekend pass, you ba- essentially get your Sunday free. So sweet. Uh, it saves you, saves you some bucks. And actually, our events are kind of the, the cheaper end of all the events going on at LVO. In fact, we're like the second cheapest, I think, is what. It was something similar like that. Outstanding. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yep. Another announcement, um, we are working on an event in December in Colorado. Is that probably going to be at Inconceivable Games in Castle Rock? I, we haven't decided on a weekend yet, and it will probably be a WolfNet 350 tournament, but there will be more details to follow. Sweet. More fun stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it. I have, I have an idea. I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> you may know, Mike. You may know. I may know. Which makes me excited. Which makes we're still hammering out details. Everyone yeah. should be excited, but it's still a question mark with yep. an asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sweet. Julio. Uh I think that that's it. Uh, anyone else have anything else? No, I can't think of anything. No. No, I think that rolls us shout outs. Let's do it. Mike, you're first on the list, so you have to go first. It's cause it's cause Dave wrote it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we like you more. <laughs> uh, shout out for me is going to be 
the the Nate Meister from Bungle Tech. Uh, he uh, interviewed me, which was pretty cool. Um, so keep keep an eye out on the Bungle Tech podcast. He's doing he's doing a lot of interviews, uh, but it was a lot of fun chatting with him. Um, and yeah, it was, a, it was a good time hanging out in the Discord voice voice chat. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so shout out to Nate. That's me. Cool, Ben. You're number two on the list. Um, so my shout out list got a little big. Um, so first, I want to shout out uh, Travis from Aurora. He was the guy that I met at Gen Con that was trying to find places to play, and uh, he's in Aurora. So. I got him hooked into, and he joined the Colorado Discord, so he should be uh, rocking and rolling by now. Um, so shout out to you. Uh, it was a fun fun chat chatting with you, Travis. Um, the next ones I got are the players I played in the tournament, which was Kevin Bruchito, um, which we got some side discussions to have about that, um, and that was really cool. Um, Derek from YouTube, um, Bill Peg, Sam Knowlton, Charles Gideon, of course, and um, you know, let's see, Kevin, Bill, Derek, Sam, and Charles. Yep, those are my five players that uh, I played in the tournament, and also for Jeff, my doubles partner, um, headshot Jeff, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a really cool dude. And uh, last but not least, to uh, all the the Wolfnet guys and the and the Armor Up guys and all the podcasters and content creators out there that that uh, went to Gen Con and got to meet and greet their fans, and especially you know Andrew and Aaron and and Tommy for really putting that event together at Gen Con uh, for everybody. It was a blast. I believe you know the the players that played had a really good time. Um, so that brings me to the end of my shout out. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, okay, so my shout-outs are a little shorter, but uh, and Mike already kind of stole my thunder because I'm going to shout-out um, Mr. Bungle Tech Nate himself because uh, we had our, our uh, podcast, whatever you want to call it, podcaster challenge match. Uh, Solaire's seven throwdown. There we go. Thank you for that introduction. Um, and no, Nate's just a, is a great guy. It was great to chat with him as we were playing, and he was a good champ even when he realized that his weapons were essentially useless in the jungle <laughs> that we were playing in. So uh, no, it was great, great match, and uh, had fun chatting with Nate. Great guy. Um, I'll also shout out just the people that kind of keep keep pushing BattleTech to expand a little bit, and you know the authors and Catalysts and the people involved and. It sounds like, as far as Gen Con went, you know, the, the Catalyst demo team really showed up and really helped out. So, just all those that really put some time into what is actually a hobby, you know. <laughs> so, it, but it but it really brings people together and creates a, a a good thing rather than some you know a positive experience for people in general. So, I'm I'm really appreciative of anything like that these days. So that'll be my shoutouts. Dave, shoutouts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my shout out tonight is for Brent from Oman because he was a great opponent and we had a lot of good laughs and I can't wait to see the video of our 
podcaster tournament fight because it was a hilariously bad defeat that I didn't take the the opportunity to get the kill and that cost me. So note to everybody, take the kill. Okay. So that means it's at the end tonight. Uh, thanks for listening to the Valhalla Valhalla Club podcast. And this is the last call. Last last call. Shortest episode in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Last call. Thanks for listening, guys. And scene. Thanks for joining us today in the Valhalla Club. Special thanks to our sponsor, Ares Games and Miniatures. Ares is the premier online retailer for all your Battletech needs. You can contact us at the Valhalla Club at Outlook.com. If you are in Colorado, please join your local community group on Facebook and Discord. If you are able to help support your local Colorado Battletech community, subscribe on Patreon to Colorado Battletech. This Patreon account is used to supply prize support for local events and assist in venue costs. Links for the Valhalla Club Discord, the Colorado Battletech Patreon, and Facebook group are in the show notes. Until next time, mech fans. Mm-hmm.